to the Abba Father broadcast. I pray God will show you just how much He loves you today as we meditate in His Word together. You can reach me at davidspires.org, but for now, let's go straight into the Word recorded live at the episode. talking to you about your high calling, okay? And I get this out of Philippians 3.14. It's on the playlist tonight. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind... In reaching for the things that are ahead, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high call of God in Christ. Did you know there's a high calling of God on your life tonight? There's something very special and very specific that He wants you to do. Paul put it like this in uh, Philippians uh, 3.12, that I might apprehend what I was apprehended for. You know, because many are called, but few are chosen. Many are apprehended, but few apprehend what they're apprehended for. Try to say that about four times. I'll mess you up. Many are saved, but few really do the will of God. Many run the race, but only a few get the prize. You, You follow what I'm saying here? So, but the high calling is not salvation. The high calling, as it says up here, it's a prize. It's a reward. I like that parable where the Lord says, look, you are faithful and little, have rule over ten cities. Anybody want want ten cities? How about just one city? And if you read that, that's in Luke 19, 17. And if you read it, you don't even have to be faithful in a little to get ten cities. It says, if you read it, it says faithful in very little. You know, I'm just convinced that God's just trying to get some reward to us any way He can. Any little thing that you do for Him, even a cup of water, it says, you're going to get a reward for it. But God loves you, and He's just trying to get some stuff to you. You know, it says that it's His good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 2 Peter 1.10 says, Brethren, be even more diligent to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you'll never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you're diligent to your call, you're going to get an entrance supplied to you when you come into the kingdom of of heaven. How many want a grand entrance when you come into the kingdom of God? That's what this is talking about. A glorious. How many want to rule and reign with Christ? Have all the blessings and promises that's all in the Bible for us. You know, there, I found this verse here. It says, to some people, he's going to give a name that's better than that of sons and daughters. Check that. That's in Isaiah 56, verse 5. Oh, wait. Okay, I get it. Uh, you just want to be a doorkeeper. Okay, I heard you. I just want to be a doorkeeper. I don't need all that to make me happy, right? I just want to barely make it in. I don't need a mansion. Just give me a double wide on the borderline, right? Just, just so that I can get in there. No rewards, no crowns to throw at Jesus' feet. Man, that don't even sound like it glorifies God, does it? (laughs) That don't even sound right. But if you want to praise Him, you want to magnify Him, you want to lift Him up, you want to honor Him, then you're going to have to pursue your high calling. You're going to have to make your life count. Okay? Your high calling will maximize your effectiveness for the kingdom of God and It'll maximize your reward too. So what is the high calling? What has He called you to do? 
What has he called you specifically to do? You ready? I'm going to tell you. He's called you to use your gifts and your talents and your resources and your dreams and your visions. Every good thing about you, he's called you to use that for his kingdom's sake. So you might not know specifically what your high calling is right now. That's okay. But one thing we do know, it's going to take some faith, right? It's going to take some faith. Because without faith, we know it's impossible to please God. You know, faith is a risk. Faith is stepping out on the water, being scared a little bit. Faith is taking a chance. Faith is a gamble. But it's a gamble where you're betting on God. Playing it safe is not faith. And playing it safe, that really doesn't impress God. You know, God's impressed with those that take a risk, that invest in the kingdom of God. He's impressed with those that use their gifts and their talents for His glory. You know, if you're living in a comfort zone right now, you're not living in faith. God has called us to a life of faith, a life of risk, a life of adventure. You know, when God saved you, He called you out of the natural world and into a supernatural world. He called you to a life of faith. He called you to eternity. He called you to endless possibilities and dreams. Is anything too impossible for God? Man, God's just looking for some dreamers, folks. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you the truth tonight. So I think we need to wake up, smell the spiritual coffee, Okay, and realize that the only thing that's going to impress God is your faith. I'm sorry to tell you, it's not your goodness and your morality that impresses God. It's only going to be your faith. So we've got to get past our religions, past our intellectual arguments. And these things we will do if God permit, but we need to move on to perfection. Right? And we've got to get past this whole idea, I'm not worthy enough. I've got too much sin in my life, right? Or whatever excuses that you got. You know, God took care of your sin problem. But there's one problem that He didn't take care of. There's one problem that He cannot take care of. And that's your faith problem. He gave that totally to you to deal with. Okay? But God's called us to a life of faith and adventure. You know, David, um, David was called a man after God's own heart. But you know what? He never played it safe, did he? Man, his life was full of risk. It was full of pain and disappointment and discouragement. Adultery, murder. His, his children were rapists. His children were murderers. His children committed treason, tried to kill him. How do you like that kind of family? You know, David had his seasons of fear and anxiety. You know, he even went crazy one time. This is in uh, 1 Samuel 21, 13. Remember that story? When he's scratching on the door with the foam on his beard and the, and the guy came out there and goes, what's this, what's this insane man doing on my doorstep? Don't I have enough insane people in my house that you bring me another insane guy? He's talking about King David, yeah. So, you know, he wasn't exactly the model Christian, was he? He wasn't the exact model of morality. So don't tell me your issues are holding you back from serving God. You want to be a man's after, man after God's own heart? Then you can't stop can't stop pursuing the call of God on your life. You know, you can't stop singing. You can't stop dancing. You can't stop acting. You can't stop preaching. You can't stop fighting. 
Man, you got to attack. You know, David, one thing he had going for him, man, he knew how to forget those things which were behind and look for the things which are afford and press toward the mark of the prize. You know, he had his problems, but he didn't quit. He kept on pressing on. You know, pressing toward the mark of the prize, that means, you know what, we've got to endure some hardships. We've got to endure some setbacks. We've got to endure some disappointments. Yeah, and people might tell you you can't sing or you can't dance or you can't act. Yeah, you're going to get through that, but you're going to press on to your high calling. You know, we have to reach for the things that are ahead. You know what that is? That's your dream. That's your vision, the thing that you see ahead. That's what's guiding you. So for God to get maximum glory out of your life, you're going to have to pursue your dream and your vision. You know, what do you love to do? Let me help you out. What do you love to do? What excites you? You know, where are the, what are you most creative in? What's fun to you? Guess what? That's your high calling. That's what God's called you to do. Because if you're not having fun, then you're not going to be any good at it, and you're not going to be effective at it. But if you love it, you're going to be good at it, and you'll be effective. Now, do we attract people to God with our pain and suffering and fear? You know, were people attracted to Jesus because of that? In Philemon 6, it says, The communication of your faith will become effectual by acknowledging every good thing that's in you by Jesus Christ. Well, what are the good things that are in you? That's your gift that God gave you. It's the talent that He gave you. It's the dream, it's the vision that He gave you. And when we focus on those things, we're going to become effective. Okay, now what is the purpose of the high calling? Well, it's not about you. It's about the salvation and freedom of other people. You know, people's salvation and freedom are depending on you using the gifts and talents that God gave you. In Isaiah 61, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, free the bound, comfort the sad, give beauty for ashes, joy, oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Well, how do we do that? How do we bring salvation? How do we lift people's spirits? How do we help them? How do we set them free? We do it by using our gifts and our talents. Am I getting through at all? But if we really want to do this, if we really want to get serious about it, there's one thing we got to do, okay? And it's emphasized. What did Paul say? This one thing I do. It's like, if I don't do anything else, I'm going to do this one thing. And what is it? Forgetting the things which are behind. Man, we got to forget about our childhood issues or whatever. We got to forget about last year. We got to forget about last week. We got to forget about last night, okay? As far as the east is from the west, that's how far he separated sins from you in Psalms 103. Micah 7, 19 says, your sins are buried in the sea of forgetfulness. In Ezekiel 33, 16, it says, your sins won't even be mentioned. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Revelation 1.5, it says that Jesus loved us and washed us in His own blood. You know, God's not concerned about last year or last week or last night. You know what He's concerned about? He's concerned about right now. What is your intention? What is your goal? What are you creating? What are you working on? What is the substance and the evidence of your faith? That's, that's what He's interested in. He's interested in your dream and in your vision. That is what counts. 
Okay, I'm almost done here. Psalm 45, 17, I told Cindy I'd like to make this our new theme first. But, it, but David said, I will make your name to be remembered in all generations. That's, that's what David's desires were. And even though he had all these issues, God richly blessed him. Why? It's because in Acts 13, 36, it says that David served his generation. David had one desire, and that's to publish the praises of God to all generations. And despite all his problems and issues, that's what made him a great man, is that he wanted to publish the praises of God in his generation. That's what the epicenter is all about. We want to publish God's praises. We got the lights, we got the camera, and we got the action. Now, who wants to publish God's praise? Who wants to use your gifts and talents to win this generation? Who wants to serve this generation the way David served his generation? You know, all those songs, all those scriptures, man, those were songs. That was his gift and his talent that he used to glorify God. See, there's the glory right there. So there's the glory. Let's pray.